Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. For a career in financial governance, consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services starting in January. Contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. Hello and welcome to Business Matters here on Highland Radio. I'm Chris Ashmore. My guest this week is Eugene Gallon, who established a Bon Appetit in 2021, having worked for decades in the hospitality industry as a chef and restaurateur. Eugene's passion for producing good food to go is there for all to see, and his team produce each and every meal by hand, with a range of ready meals for the microwave and also ready meals for air fryers. The the company has enjoyed considerable growth in a very short space of time and is currently in the process of moving into new premises in Letterkenny as part of a major expansion project. I recently caught up with Eugene at the new premises at the Thorn in Letterkenny to find out more about the business and what lies ahead. Eugene, welcome to uh, Business Matters. Uh, if I can ask you maybe just in a nutshell to describe your, your business as it is now, what exactly do you do? We manufacture uh, the brand Bon Appetit and uh, Bon Appetit Air Fryer Meals. Um, we supply over 100 retailers in the northwest, uh, from Donegal to Sligo, uh, along the border counties in Northern Ireland, um, right up as far as Lurgan, and now Dublin as well too. So we have a few uh, shops in Dublin as well. We provide uh, Santa's, Fire, Lunda's, XL stores, and Super Value um, independent stores, um, as I say, all over the northwest mainly. Right. So, how did we get to where we are today? First of all, maybe give us a little bit of, of your own background. Where are you from? Where did you go to school? And what happened as you ventured out into the big bad world? Yeah, well, I, I'm from Lufford. I was born and reared in Lufford. And I uh, went to St. Patrick's School in Morlock. And went to the was a vocational school in Rafoe at the time. I think we were probably glad to get rid of me. <laughs> and uh, I, I've always wanted to be a chef. I've always been involved in the cooking industry and the hospitality industry. And um, started when I was 14 working in cafes and restaurants. Um, I did take a few years out, nine years, and working on post, uh, where I was a postman and a, and a clerk, um, and I was working in a certain office in Lefford. Um And then I gave it up and went back into, I owned a cafe, like a takeaway, and outdoor catering business, and uh, uh, rented those businesses out, and then went back to catering again in my early 40s <laughs> for my sons back as a head chef in hotels and restaurants right. um, and then I uh, gave it up again and opened a street food van just before in 2018 and mainly operated in Lufford uh, and around Castle Derg, um, just over the border in Castle Derg and Claddy villages just uh, and rural villages um, and did the street food van where obviously this business is born out of that a lot of water under the bridge over the years. The fact that you've gone in and out of a few jobs and done some things on your own, it's nice to have that steady dollar, but you obviously were able to take that step and, and try something on your own. And, you know, a lot of people, that's a big decision to make. Yeah, well, I've, I've always been like that. I've always, sometimes maybe when I had something good, I've always been thinking I was missing out, particularly, but I've always enjoyed being in business. I've always enjoyed being my own boss. Um, and when I had, when I opened the street food van, which did very well, was very successful, um, I sort of thought that was me for the rest of my, my career. But uh, I did see this opportunity um, within retail 
retail and just consumer looking for a healthier and healthier option, a convenience option and high protein option um, within the retail industry. And I noticed there was nobody in Donegal doing it. So um, that's I tested the market with um, Old Daly's supermarket in Lefford, a friend of mine's um, owns it, uh, Adrian Walters, and uh, he allowed me to test the market for two months there. So I saw there was legs in it. So uh, took a few more stores on, and eventually, within about nine months, we were up to seventy stores. And so we had to give the street food van up and uh, go full time into this business. So where was the the initial production of all? this taking place it sounds like you, you must have been flat out yeah yeah well I, I, initially it was I had a um, at home I had a, a kitchen built uh, and I for, for the van and I did both for a while just with a few stores and I got a, the cake centre in Kelly Garden there was a kitchen vacant there so I took that on and I uh, rented it and then eventually expanded into more and more rooms within the keg centre the committee were very good to me um, and allowed me to expand further so we were we, we uh, grew the business as far as we could there and obviously now we've outgrown it and we had to move to the new site here in Little County So the initial products what, what was the, the product range at the very beginning what was the first product? Well well, from, most of them were actually from the van yeah. most popular ones within the van the street food van things uh, honey chilli chicken and noodles we with vegetables um, chicken curry and rice uh, pepper chicken and rice that type of thing and uh so we just went with what I knew through the industry, been working in hotels and restaurants as well too, sort of what consumers locally liked, um, and they were proven dishes from the van itself as well. So we started out with those, with five dishes initially, and uh, we've obviously tested loads of different ones by this stage, and uh, we've moved, or how we produce everything has completely changed over the last kind of 18 months. Right. Now, the, the first few dishes getting into a couple of local stores, positive feedback, uh, was it a case of you going to stores around the county and giving them some products and saying test this out? Yeah, yeah, we we went. Uh, it was initially around sort of the Lufford Strabane uh, Castle Dairy area where I would have worked in the street food van, and then eventually when we got to Kelly Garden, you know, we approached local um, retailers like a cabin of Super Values. Um, uh, they were very very helpful uh, and keen and sparse. Um, Maple XL, Muller Group in Donegal, very supportive, very very much wanting to stock local product, you know, um, so they were very, very helpful. So it wasn't that difficult, in fairness, uh, because the retailers themselves really wanted to stock a local product, and the fact that it was from Donegal, they were very supportive. Great. So you started to expand. Um the early years when, you, when you're doing that and, and those early months, just uh, in terms of getting your, your costs and, and planning ahead and your budgets and seeing what the, the recommended retail price, price was going to be, was there a little bit of tweaking here and testing or did, could you go in pretty much with a, with a price in your mind from the word go? No, well, it's like anything. It's like if you're when I worked in the, in the hospitality industry, you know, we costed every dish. Um, particularly because we didn't have much labour costs only myself initially you were working just off what the cost to produce the dishes you know your your stock cost your packaging cost your label cost um, 
so initially it was we were very you know you could be very very competitive on price but the fact that our cost base was so low but then obviously we, we moved to new premises but then we were obviously were able to get volume there as well too so um, we we would be very initially we were very very tight in costs and with something that has allowed us to grow as we've expanded it's costing you know as one of the most important part of the business of so we track our costs all the time so it is big part of the business now in this country we have uh, a lot of legislation and a lot of controls and a lot of checks when it comes to food and preparation there for somebody who's maybe thinking of, of starting out are there a lot of hoops to go through because you, you have to involve uh, uh, various agencies don't you and, and get approval yeah well I was very fortunate um, I actually found uh, Selene O'Kennedy Selene's uh, from Letterkenny here originally from Glenties and she worked in uh, Nomadic um, and, uh, over in Kelly Gordon and she comes from a, a, a long background of uh, technical environmental health uh, within the food production industry in the northwest. so um, Celine came on as a consultant and then now works for the company so I would my advice to people would be uh, source out people that, that have expertise in the field that you don't know yourself you know get plenty of help uh, also the local enterprise office in Lighter County were fantastic you know they've been very very supportive I don't think we've ever been able to grow the business as we have without the, the help from there and my, my advice to people is in Donegal that if you're thinking about a business or starting a business approach the local enterprise office because it's something I didn't know existed uh, up until recently until this business but you know what is when I tried business before if I'd had that help and support um, you know it would be fantastic to have so my advice would be get some, get get help that you don't know yourself you know get expertise to come in because um, it will save you a, a lot of time and a lot of headache as well too People are told to prepare a, a business plan and project for a year, two years, three years ahead. When you look back at what you might have written down at first, you know, how realistic are things? Because things usually don't work out quite as you project them to be. No, well, well um, initially, my idea with it was to just basically have a business so, to support myself. You know what I mean? I was just looking for something. To be honest, when I initially started it, I had come from working weekends, working late nights from the hospitality industry. Um, um, I was just looking for something Monday to Friday where I could work nine to five and support myself and give myself an income. Um, it was only, you know, your business plan changes every three months, really. You might make one for one or two years, but they're all, that's continuously changing. Um, the one thing I would say is after six months, I sort of realized that there really was something in this that there also was the opportunity of growing outside the Northwest, which is the next stage of the business plan. Um, now, but initially it was just work within the area, try to sell as many as I could in Donegal and in the Northwest. And uh, so the, the business plan changed, but it is probably a good idea to, to sit down and do a business plan. As I say, the like of the local enterprise office, you know, have help for people to come in and help you with an overall business plan. So my advice would be to do that. Um, I didn't probably do it the best myself at the start, but now obviously we do have you know plans over the next three years. You know, so production started off at home. Then you got to a stage that you were getting too big. Yeah. So you got the the premises in in Killy Gordon. And uh, did you start bringing in uh, employees at this stage, or was it still just yourself, or what happened then? Yeah, well, we, I just started off with, with two part-time uh, employees and myself, and then as we got bigger and bigger and uh, grew the business, we, we would bring people on mainly part-time initially, um, and we, we've continuously did that. Um, we also um, 
purchased a, 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 a gas flushing machine, which obviously has improved with the help of the local enterprise office. Um, the payment grant uh, allowed us to um, long the, uh, prolong the shelf life within the product. So that has been a massive help. Um, and it allowed us to expand a lot faster than we could have because um, we, we get a longer shelf life, which means that we, we don't have to produce, you know, we don't have to deliver twice a week to a store. We can go once a week or once every 10 days. So we have a longer shelf life. That will also allow us to grow nationwide over the next year um, because we do, we will be launching nationwide. At the initial stages, you know, people take it granted, they, they pick something off the shelves. What, what are packaging and, and how it looks and appearance and labels and colours? Did you put much thought into that? Uh, to be honest, my logo was designed by my niece. <laughs> so it's, uh, she was at university and she designed it for me. Um, and actually, I just got a printer. I obviously with uh, bringing on a consultant helped me with food labeling to stay within food legislation um, that type of thing um, but I, I got off the shelf packaging you know initially to get off like everything to, to without spending too much money to get up, up and going um, but after that then we we would have used um, like a cardboard type box now we, we've gone into recyclable plastics and all our, our uh, plastics are recyclable as well too so there's a progression there as you go along you know you're always investing back into the business um, but then obviously as you get bigger and you work with larger retailers um, there is a demand there for recyclability as well too so all our products um, have to be um, fully come from recycled and uh, are fully recyclable as well so now as you expanded feedback was good you're getting more and more orders um, how did you work out just how much extra production you, you, you could do at any one time and, and were the orders were they steady or were you getting fluctuating orders and, and how did you manage all of that um, it just it's a lot of trial and error you know you've got a in fairness coming from um, from the hospitality industry you know everything that we were doing as far as production is concerned is, isn't overly different to what you would be doing in a hotel or a restaurant you know there you may have 30 dishes on the menu we were only dealing with five or six large volumes but you know it's it's by obviously by when the business is small you're doing everything from doing deliveries to cooking the product to packing the product so you get to learn every aspect of your business so then when you bring people on you're able to train them properly so that has been one of the best parts of the business is we are quite lean um, and uh, and the fact of wastage you know of, of uh, business planning and budgeting as well too so um, we we would have spent I'd have spent a lot of time initially uh, working that out you know when we were costing products and planning for production but obviously you know uh, now we would have systems in place that you know our our pro we would almost know what our products want to sell every week. So because we've been in, we've been in the retail shops that we've been in such a long time, that we're able to track our business all year and we're able to manage a production because of that. I'm talking to you here today in Letterkenny, out of the Thorn. You're moving into new premises. So, what exactly is going on here in, in Letterkenny? This is a major step. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this this site that's just around five thousand square foot. So, um, with proper office facilities, um, this previously was Boston Scientific site. So it was perfect for us because um, it had a lot of 
of uh, air uh, purification systems and air conditioning systems built in, which is perfect for the type of business we are for food production. Um, the site, it's, a, it's an enclo- fully enclosed site, which we will hopefully this year have a BRC accreditation, which you need to be able to supply uh, the major retailers. So, um, and also we'll have our full EC number accreditation, which means that we can supply in the, within the European Union as well too. So this, uh, our previous site, we couldn't have did this. So this is a big part of the move. As, and obviously the size of the site means that we'll, we'll be able to up our production as we grow. So how many people are, are here at the moment? We have uh, we have 14 staff. That's a mixture of full-time and, and part-time. Right. So we have this, this site um, will allow us to grow, you know, anything up to about 25,000 uh, meals a week from the site when it's fully operational. That's a lot of meals. Well, yes, it is, yeah. <laughs> now, the, the inputs, last year we saw a big hike in the price of food and a challenge for a lot of businesses was you know how much they could absorb how much they would pass on to the end customer in, in terms of what your raw materials your ingredients coming in was it was it a difficult year in, in that regard it was yeah it was a very difficult year as for all business mm-hmm. you know but i think anybody in the food business particularly it seemed to come from everywhere you know from energy prices to packaging prices to to uh, the actual f- food stock itself um, like I've been a long time in, in, in the food business and I've never seen it as bad I've never seen it like thankfully by having the business you know lean that we were able to we were able to survive it thank God um, and we have seen things have started to improve both in, in the food stock and energy costs obviously are starting to come down again I think we're through the worst hopefully the recipes the ingredients uh, do you have some old granny's recipe or uh, some family recipes that have been incorporated over the years no not really no no the type of food that we do is a lot of like Asian mm. style food particularly now now we do have plans obviously to get into all our lines you know um, improve the brand we also will be doing contract manufacturing as well too as a part of the business plan as well to make for multinationals their own label stuff right. so uh, that is part of the business plan as well too but we we would see um, our our brand to expand into sauces and to pancakes and to protein bars and to protein uh, like overnight oats that type of thing. So it's just not going to be ready meals down the line. We we plan to expand the brand as Bon Appetit brand. And the name Bon Appetit, you don't need to know French to to yeah. understand. It, it's it's a household name. But people already know, so now they can apply it to you. Yeah, as long as my wife come up with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's perfect yeah. for the for the type of business and the type of brand we're looking to build. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty easy, really. You're listening to Business Matters. My guest this week is Eugene Gallon of Bon Appetit. Join us again after this break. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. If you're looking for a career in financial governance, consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services, starting in January. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today. 
Welcome back. This week on Business Matters, I'm speaking with Lifford man Eugene Gallon, whose Bon Appetit Ready Meals firm is going from strength to strength and which is currently moving into new premises in Letterkenny. I joined him at what was formerly the Boston Scientific Building in the Thorn area of the town. We're going to take a, a tour around the, the new premises as you uh, put in the new equipment and obviously there's a, a lot of capital expenditure here, there's a lot of new equipment, so uh, what are we looking at here now? So this is, the, this is the dispatch area where the finished product comes to, so we have a large refrigeration units and that's uh, just at the exterior of the building um, where the finished product goes on to the lorries um, for dispatch. Right. And you're going to have deliveries every day coming. I'm looking at here at uh, boxes of everything from noodles to uh, crispy salt and chili, shredded chicken. And the Asian side of things is an important part of your market. And fair to say that Irish taste buds in the last two decades have changed a lot from uh, the old traditional uh, meat and two veg. Yeah, well, well, I just sort of looked around when I was when I was going what's the most popular dishes as I said with being spending so much time you only have to look and in the hospitality industry you only have to look around your local town to see there's a lot of Asian there's a lot of uh, Indian or Indian Thai uh, Chinese type restaurants so it is so popular um, so that's why when I developed the business um, rather than your meat and two age, it was more of that type of business that um, the brand we decided for the brand and Again, uh, a relatively new development, the, the air fryer. Five years ago, we didn't know what it was. Now, pretty much every house ha- has one. And this is a big market for you as well. It is, yeah. We're, we're the first actual ready meal uh, to come to market within the UK or Ireland. Um, we've test, been testing it for the last three months. Um, it has been quite challenging for, um, for the consumer to sort of get their, their head around the fact that you have a meal in a plastic container or a silver container, a complete meal, where normally and within the air fryer people would cook individual items where we've been the first to bring an actual complete meal that you put in the air fryer and within six minutes it's fully cooked. So air fryers are where normally our other meals are microwave meals. Air fryers, um, it's very good at crisping and gratinating cheese, that type of stuff. So we've been developing this brand. So we're working with about eight or nine stores um, to test the market with it. So we've, we're, we're changing it as we go and getting consumer feedback on it. But it is something we see with massive uh, expansion and also with retailers themselves see it within the industry. The retailers see it. So they're, they're uh, something we're excited about. Yeah. And I'm looking here at some of the produce that's coming in as far away as Italy. I presume you're sourcing ingredients from all over Europe and, and indeed Asia as well oh yeah yeah we would have like anything all food products come from all over the world we do try our best to buy within the European Union um, if we can and obviously within Ireland if we can it's not always possible with the type of product that we do um, but we we would source spend a lot of time everywhere from from Holland some of our stuff even comes from Holland as well so great okay we'll go through here so we've moved inside here now. This uh, this, is, uh, this room's been uh, kitted out. So tell us a little bit about uh, what we're looking at in here. So this is the, the packing facility. So this is where the finished product comes to to actually be packed and, uh, and filmed and labelled for dispatch. So uh, this is our product comes. All our product must go through from the kitchen process, from the cooking process, 
us go on to Blast Hills and uh, be down with, uh, below 5 degrees as quickly as possible but within 90 minutes for legislation um, at these packs and this temperature control room and then it goes through our gas flushing machine which sees it and puts natural gases on it to preserve the product. Right. Now you touched on this before, the uh, shelf life typically is how long for, for the product? shelf life is about 5 days um, and you get extra extra time with the system that we have on. This is something that's, that's, uh, that's through all food, you know, it's a, a, a process through all food production. Yeah. Now we have automated systems and all. We have another room over in the fire safe, but it's not going to be another year. We have automated systems to go then, you know. So here, kitchen's here. That's a blast children. Yeah, it's just putting it at the moment. This is, um, where normally we would have the capacity for 20, 20 trays to chill at any one time. Now we have the capacity for 140 trays at any one time. Um, so this this system blows uh, temperature controlled air at about 4 degrees and it brings the product down within uh, 90 minutes, uh, ready for packing. Now we're moving into the, the main kitchen area and uh, we can see the all the catering equipment for cooking and... I just leave that there, that's yeah. not And it's mainly gas fired, is it? Gas and electric. Mm. So we have a lot of boilers, a lot of brass pans, uh, for doing large volumes of sauces, and like a rice and noodles and pasta, that type of thing. Um, so we would, we would, uh, it's mainly gas and electric, and that's their And uh, we can see somebody here mixing, uh, what exactly is Yeah, that's doing? actually our curry sauce. So we would use about 800 to 1,000 portions of curry sauce. This is 800 portions in one pack. It's a lot of curry. Yeah, <laughs> big part of everybody. So. And then we can see here some of the fresh veg on the, the counter beside us, so that's all... Yeah, that's all hand-pressed on site, yeah. and all cooked on site as well. So how many hours a day would production take place? We usually start at 6.30 and we would uh, probably about 7 p.m. at the moment. But we do have plans as we expand to, uh, to uh, make that longer. So, I mean, there's nothing in theory to stop you from being a 24-hour operation. No, there isn't, no. No, this site can go 24 hours eventually when it's uh, completed. And from a, a local employment point of view, I mean, this is great. As you mentioned, you've got 14 already, and those numbers can rise in, in the years ahead, hopefully. Yeah, and we're, we're hoping by the move to Letter Kenny, obviously, um, uh, that hopefully we'll be, we have struggled to uh, be able to recruit just in the area that we were in. So this was another, hopefully, a bonus part of moving to the larger town in Letterkenny that we will be able to recruit a bit easier as well, too. Now, we mentioned the, the brand name, Bon Appetit, and... Uh, we can see here uh, one of the machines that does the labels and uh, the design, very distinctive, and that's your corporate colour, that, that darkish blue. Yeah, it is actually. We're, we're just in the process of a rebrand, so um, with a company in Belfast, and so we're hopefully we'll be launching that in mid-February. It'll be complete, so uh, it'll just be a slight improvement on what, what our, our core brand is at the moment, or branding is at the moment. So. 
Uh, I see also here a, a laptop and a printer. How much of your day is taken up with uh, red tape and, and being in front of a computer? Well, <laughs> not, not so much myself, but certainly within the production uh, part of it, with uh, Celine and Colm here as production supervisor, um, a large part of their day is, is uh, paperwork, um, you know, making sure that things are, are um, all within, under, are covered within the legislation and staying, keeping the processes within the, the production within legislation as well too. It's like every business, there's so much more than, than meets the eye and people are constantly having to check things off and tick boxes. There is, but I have to say, you know, having good people around you um, is one of the most important parts of business and, and makes your life easier as a business person as well too. And we are very fortunate here that we have really good employees. Um, we've really seen that in our move here to Letterkenny um, and, and they're very excited about, about working on this new premises. You've mentioned the, about the fact that liaising with future customers and you could be doing your own brand stuff you know that would be a, a huge market if you could get in so it just you know putting it in simple terms a leading supermarket could in theory come to you and say we want x amount of x product yeah well that's that there is massive growth within uh convenience foods within chill product particularly and um, within retail through um, all aspects of retail in Ireland and the UK as well so we do it's a double digit growth market uh, year on year and it has been for the last four or five years so we do see lots of opportunity there for us going forward and of course Ireland's population is increasing we have a lot of young people they're all going out getting jobs uh, hopefully getting houses and, and you know there's more mouths to feed and changing life styles you're in you're in a very good sector it is it is the convenience side of it you know a lot of our product would go people would purchase for lunch to take to the office for lunch um, people fuzzy lifestyles people you know buy two or three of them have them in the fridge for dinner in the evening and also a lot of people that, that are couples or, or people that live on their own as well too um, Cost-wise, they're, they're very, very competitive. Rather than going out and buying all different types of produce to make a meal, you can get a complete meal at a, at a fixed price. And how many different types of products are you doing at the moment? At the moment, we do um, eight, eight meals at the moment. So we do, um, But we're always in development. Uh, just tomorrow, we're actually starting a couple of new lines, development on a couple of new lines. But product development is a big part of the business. And our chefs are continuously product developing. So there. And the, the actual product, when it goes onto the shelf, are they all pretty much in the same standard size packaging? Yeah, at the moment, yeah, yeah all, all are an all one price. Yeah. So uh, a lot of our stores will do two for and two, three for offers right. to drive sales as well too. Right. So we keep everything in the same price point, same, uh, same size of product. They're all just eight individual ready meals at the moment. And tell me, what about the seasonality? Does it matter what season we're in? It does actually, yeah. So, sometimes in the winter, they're like a certain pasta dishes don't work, you know, but um, and, and the main for the type of business we are at the moment, um, our, our product sells very consistently across the whole year, you know, even during uh, December this year, I think we had 30% growth on, on December last year, which is normally in the, in the Christmas period, but, um, but it just goes to show you um, the change of consumer habits, you know, uh, during the month of December last year, it was really quiet, this year we were a lot busier. Now, we're on the close to the border here. What, what about the Northern Ireland market? Where, where do you stand there? Yeah, we, we, we do very well in, in, uh, along the border areas, particularly on Derry, uh, Fermanagh and Tyrone. 
Um, I would say about 40% of our business is done in Northern Ireland. And we are hopefully going to push further on and to get distributors. We're trying to uh, <coughs> hopefully tie up with distributors on the East Coast as well too in Northern Ireland. Um, the larger populated area, so that, that is an area we see for growth over the next year to 18 months. And I take it uh, stability in the currency market is important for you. I mean, it's roughly, what, 15% or so, and it's, it's stayed that way for quite a while. It has, yeah. Yeah, it does fluctuate occasionally, but, you know, it used to be a lot, a lot, used to fluctuate a lot more, but it's not too bad now at the moment. Um, and we, we would obviously have suppliers from Northern Ireland as well, too, so we, you know, we use currencies, we can use it uh, to purchase stock in the north as well and vice versa here in the, in the Republic. And in terms of red tape going into the north, is there much more? No, within the, within the food industry, um, there's still obviously within the, the single market, so um, and we all work under the same legislation, so food legislation, so there isn't any issues involved. Now, as we look ahead uh, years to come and the product range, three, five years down the road, where would you like to be? Um, we would like to be, um, well, our, our plan is to be one of the, the biggest ready meal companies in the country. That's that's what the plan is. Um, we have room, up, obviously, here on site for more expansion as well, too. So that's what our business plan is. That's where our, our goal is. So we hope we'll get there. Back to the, the local enterprise office and the assistance that is there, everything from mentoring and those different types of grants and uh, as a company grows and, and you look outside the county, uh, we move into sort of Enterprise Ireland's territory as well. So um, state supports, you know, they are out there. They are there and they're very, very important. Big, big part of um, growth for, for the like of our business, you know, exporter particularly um, and within the food industry. As I said before, we could never have done, you know, we could never have done what we've done to this point without uh, state agencies' help, you know. Within Donegal, there's a really positive vibe within the whole food sector at the moment, and probably in the last couple of years, I mean, fair to say, you, you've even been surprised to see just what's going on in the county. Yeah, when you, when you go to the, the Food Coast meetings and, and get to meet other manufacturers and suppliers, it really does surprise you what's out there in Donegal, you know, everything from from breweries to, to, to whiskey companies now, and, and um, all different types of seafood as well too. Recently I met quite a few people for dinner and Kelly Beggs in the seafood industry. Um, really, really, really nice products, you know, being manufactured in the county. So there is a very much uh, a food manufacturing um, within the county of, of Donegal. Is, is probably people don't see it as much, but it's certainly there and it's certainly growing. And Donegal has a good name and the in fact, we're seen as being a, a green, environmentally friendly county. I'm sure that all helps. It does. Does actually when you when you get outside the county and you go further down the country and meet retailers, um, Donegal definitely has a good reputation within the retail industry and within the food production industry as well. It's quite surprising actually when you do meet, um, when you do sort of get into the business yourself, you get to see the like Arrival and Nomadic and Natural Dairies. There's so many food producers in the county and you probably don't even notice them. When you're selling the products to uh, the retailers, in the early days you were going out around yourself, do you have actual vans yourself or 
are you going through uh, wholesalers or, or what's the, the whole chain? Well, at the moment we do we do um, all our own van sales, uh, so we have two drivers. Um, I mainly do the, the business to business sales um, for now, but obviously as we grow, that is something we're looking at now as um, a full time salesperson as well to come on to the business. Elsewhere in the premises here, as we, we just go around, plenty of room for expansion. Uh, we're in the former Boston Scientific uh, premises, which probably dates back some 25, 30 years to the, the original premises, but it's, it's a very large uh, building with plenty of scope for expansion. So what this happens is, here? This is the second site where uh, there's a large, um, as I say, from our packing facility we have at the moment, this is about five times larger. So um, as we do expand, we will be expanding into this side of the business as well. So, um, and then also we would be moving our dispatch area into here um, as we grow. So we would, this would be the main um, for finishing product and dispatch. Mm. You've obviously put in an awful lot of effort, a lot of hours. Do you get much sleep? <laughs> um, I only do at the weekend. <laughs> Not much during the week, but at the weekend maybe. And away from it all, you know, everybody needs to unwind and, and switch off. Are you able to do that? And what will I, you do? I do actually. I, I have a motorhome, um, and I, I tend to head um, usually down around the Dunfana here. Um, and they patch it down maybe for a pint or so. <laughs> and uh, that's a uh, good walk on the beach, and usually that's it, you know. And sometimes it's it's in those moments when you're away from it all, you get the occasional brainstorm or something suddenly hits you, and a few weeks later you're yeah. you into action. Yeah, well, we do, yeah. There's uh, a lot of trial and error when it comes to, to, to product development, but it's something I think is very important for this type of business that we're continuously trying to find the next new thing. And we're also trying to find... Um, all our markets that we can get into as well. Um, so yeah, I tend to do a lot of that myself, yeah. So if you're bringing out a, a new product, do you still go to a, a local outlet who you know and, and get them, to, or do you have a focus group, or, or how do you judge what the we feedback is? We staff, actually, yeah. usually, usually um, the employees. We would we would make samples and everybody would take them home. Um, and we gave uh, all our employees sheets. Um, and we would get uh, feedback from, from family members, um, and that would give us good consumer. But uh, consumer feedback, um, that's usually our first point. Um, obviously, we have a lot of shelf life testing to do, shelf life trials with, with labs um, to, to, before we ever launch product and stuff like that. So, But on the initial stage, we would usually use our employees, yeah. And the lead-in time then for, for a new product, how, how long would it take from idea to getting to market? Usually about 10 weeks to, to, to 3 months usually would take it. We, we have a process you know, that we follow the whole way through. Um, so we have, we have tens, a 10 stage program to go through before it, we actually launch the product. So uh, that's usually the lead time, about 3 months. And if you're abroad, do you go and try out new dishes and, and think, well, I'll try this here. I've never had it before, and this could be something that I could look at for myself. Yeah, we, we would. I would like. I've just recently been to Scotland, and it's completely different. It's it's very much um, sort of Indian type food, and and the marketplace that we're in, we're here. It's very much Chinese type food, or it would be more popular. So it's quite. When I would go away, I would spend um, a good bit of time going around retail stores, sort of seeing what's happening in our markets as well too. And is there a, a difference between the, the city, typical city consumer and the more rural consumer? There is actually, yeah. Yeah, there's a, 
larger towns and cities um, have a completely different you know we would have we track what our most popular dishes are um, and it can be completely different from, from town to town from village to village it can be yeah so what are your top three selling items uh, it would be our two noodle dishes honey chilli chicken and noodles with age and we do a, a, a salt and chilli chicken with uh, curry and noodles and uh, salt and chilli chicken curry rice would be with uh, roasted chilies would be um, well they're all pretty popular you know we have carbonara um, chicken and bacon carbonara that's quite popular as well too so um, we have four core dishes that we never really change and then the other four dishes we can do seasonally or we will always maybe about every three to four weeks we'll try and change it to keep it to keep it uh, fresh for the consumer but I, I do think that funny that the Product recognition um, would be one of the most. If, if, if the consumer uh, looks at the product and can't understand what it is, they tend to not purchase it. So, product recognition when they do look at it, that they understand what it is, you know, as as one of the one of the biggest learning curves that we've had. You know, we've brought stuff on that people didn't really understand so what it was, so that didn't sell. So, and likewise, when a person goes into a a store, you know, there's so much in front of them, and that's again where the, the packaging is, is important. You know, if it stands out on the shelf, you yeah. know, and if it attracts the eye, you're halfway there. Well, we, we would spend a lot of time, uh, particularly when we're packing the food, that we, we actually present the food. You know, I've, I've found that when I, when, I, um, when I looked at this initially, that a lot of ones that I saw or, or I just observed that, that it wasn't a lot of effort of presentation put on it and coming from a chef and background that we put the effort in of doing each individual process by hand, everything's done by hand um, and obviously with our, our branding as well too so we do spend a lot of time trying to make the product attra attractive to the consumer So the premises here when will you be up and running fully with production going well, full we would hope, pace? We would hope for in the next two weeks uh, we would be up to about 80% capacity and then by the end of February we would be 100% capacity within our single unit and then um, as we grow uh, we would we would start work on the second unit. And just remind us again how many thousands of meals are going to be coming out of here? Well we're presently doing about 6,000 so our, our plan out of the, yeah, our, our plan with this unit is to get 25 with this unit and then there's obviously more expansion in the second unit. And just in conclusion, things are going good for Bon Appetit. Your overall outlook on business here in Donegal for the years ahead, can you be optimistic? I can, yeah, yeah, because um, there, there isn't a lot of actually the type of business that we are, the type of business that we are. There's plenty of growth within the northwest of Ireland, but there's, there's a lot of growth within the island of Ireland. We definitely see that over the next couple of years. And the overall business climate within the, the county looks very positive as well. It does, yeah. yeah. There's, you know, we haven't seen any really fall away. Um, the same last year was different, obviously, with, um, with all the price rises. But things have stabilised, um, and business is very good at the moment. And even simple things like most people will find their pay packet was a little bit more in with the tax cuts. Uh, there's still a few more uh, cost of living bonuses to come through in one shape or another, and there seems to be a confidence out there. There is, yeah, yeah. That, like it's full employment. You know what I mean? Everyone that wants to work is working, or can work is working. Um, it's one of the biggest, the biggest challenges for all business at the moment is actually trying to source.
its employees and retain employees. So it is, um, it is quite good at the moment, and you know that's probably the biggest pressure at the moment for for employers and, and the county is just sourcing employees. Eugene Gallum, many thanks for being with us on Business Matters this week, and we wish you the very best in the future. Thank you. Thanks, Gus. Well, my thanks to Eugene Gallum of Bon Appetit. I'm Chris Ashmore, and you've been listening to Business Matters on Highland Radio. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. For a career in financial governance, consider the Level 9 MA in Governance and IT in Financial Services, starting in January. Contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email donald.hannigan at atu.ie today.